Good evening and welcome to the Joust. Welcome to another week of talking about the Knights not winning. Uh, no, welcome. <laughs> but with a new segment, the Blues not winning. Yes, yes. Uh, we talk about everything Newcastle Knights and the Blues here, Liam. I'm joined by you also this week. Uh, how are you? Misk. Misk. Very misk. <laughs> had a productive day today, though, actually. Had a really good... Well, not good, but productive day at work. That's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, it was nice. Do you want to bore us any further? No, it's... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, do you have the sponsors for this week, Wayne? I do, yes. Uh, sponsors for this week are All You Can Eat Pizza Hut at Jesmond. The Formula One there in Wall's End. Uh, perfect after a big night on the pepperonis. And <laughs> the multiple times that Timothy Regitano has been asked in public by strangers if he's on Grinder. The question's still out, is he? Like, <laughs> Tim, get back to us, mate. Really, you've... <laughs> Apparently they're all. That, is that a question for the mail sack? Apparently, <laughs> apparently from his account, they're all very just nice blokes, um, and they they come up and ask like a question, whether it be like directions, like they'd be like, "Do you know how to get back to a Central Station from here?" And then when he's like, "Oh yeah, just go down that way and take a right," he goes, and "They go, oh thanks. Are you a grinder?" And that's what <laughs> they ask. One was on a train, and one was near a bus stop. <laughs> Both known for you know being places where people take public transport, I guess. Yes, and not. Yeah. Predatory homosexual nature. No, not no, that there's no, anything no. wrong with that. No, not there's a, the predatory thing. Yes, there's a lot <laughs> yeah, wrong sorry. with predating <laughs> on people. But no, no, not the other. No, two consenting well, adults. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, apparently Timmy wasn't consenting. He uh, didn't care for that. No. Anyway, sorry. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we hit a record time of the show going off track. Okay. Now, oh, look, yeah, as is, as we'll, is we'll do our first sips to Ross Doggan. Again, Nathan Ross, Fulmini Bianco, well White done. Lightning. Great another, game on the weekend. Another great game. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ross Dog. <sighs> and now sticking with tradition, ladies and gentlemen, we would ask, every, as we do every week, if you'd please be upstanding for the National Anthem of Australia. Uh, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Our producer Elliot's uh, getting back in the dating scene. Yeah, actually, I think him and Tim might be helping each other out. Yeah. No. <laughs> but uh, but uh, anyway, let's jump in. We've got like, a whole lot to cover because we've got two games to cover uh, this week. Uh, let's start with the Blues. Let's do it. Start with the Blues. Wednesday night. Thank you all for coming and joining let's start us. Start with the Blues. Yes, thank you for uh, yeah joining us at Central Bar uh, because we had a great night. Despite the result, we had a great series. I had a lot of fun doing them, um, and we probably won't be invited back. So uh, no, I've uh, since been fired. Yeah. <laughs> I no longer work there. But I uh, know it was a really great time, um, except for the game. Um, look, we'll just jump straight into our uh, hats off for you for the Blues, Liam. My hats off for the Blues. I'm going to give to Brett Morris. Uh, announced his retirement after the series. I thought it was very, you know, nice of him not to take away from the the whole JT thing. He was, you know. Classic Moz, understated, classy, well done. He's been one of the few blues of the last decade, can hold his head up high. One of a kind, isn't he? Yes, <laughs> one of one kind. <laughs> one of one but kind. But he's one of two. <laughs> one of two, yeah. He's one of the two who are the one kind. Yes. Uh, my hat's off this uh, for, for, the, for the blues last game. David Clamour, probably the only four that really stood up. Uh, he did come on at a time when we had a lot of ascendancy, but like, if you look at him compared to the other props... Shocking, like just feeder sixty nine meters and woods seventy eight meters. Shut up. Look, piss, piss poor. Now Naggy, I've got a lot of things to say yeah, about we, the blues. Can just shorten it up, and I'll, I'll, I can, I'm, I'm I, condensing it as we speak. That's why I'm drawing this out because I'm trying to work out where to cut points. Look, I never ever thought I would say this, Naggy. I never in my whole life thought I'd say this, but I've lost the faith in the blues and the way they are today, or sorry, the way they have been this series. I. You know, went in with these rose-colored glasses. I believed that, you know, these players would had passion. They'd give their all for the jersey, 
and so many of them just ripped them off me, disappointed me, and just I'm truly at a point now where I, I don't know. We have to start again. I thought we'd already started again and we're well into it, but the way that that series panned out and the way the Blues just collapsed in upon themselves when the game plan stopped working, I just lost this belief that I had in them. Yeah, look, I, I like I from very early on in the game, probably in the first five or six minutes, it was very evident that. Queensland were just playing a whole lot quicker, a lot more ascendancy, a lot more, you know, off the ball, on the board. Like, even when their defence, their line speed was much faster than ours. Um, and they kept that up. They managed to keep... There was a slight lull just after half time. We thought maybe we might be back in this. But um, but for the whole game, I would have been... It would have been a real shocking move if the Blues had pulled off that win, just because it would have been shocking that they won, you know, because yeah, they, they never was... do. But, like, it, it, the Queensland played so, so well. Uh, undeniably well. Not like in game two when you're like, well, we were the better side, but we lost. Game three, we weren't even close to being the better side. Like, and that's what worries me most about the Blues. Game one and the first half of game two, we had a phenomenal game plan. It was working. It was the dominant game plan. So Queensland adapted, changed their game plan and ended up blowing us off the park. Now, the Blues had a chance to adapt after seeing this new game plan in the latter stages of game two, but didn't. They just stuck with it. They, they said, stuck, oh, yeah. we're, you know... The other team's taken the ascendancy. Ascendancy. Their game plan is clearly dominant. No, stick with it. What I think we should and have done. That just for me was so pig-headed and stupid. And yeah. oh, well, <laughs> uh, oh, it just made me so angry. And yeah. you know, I always had this faith that the Blues we can overcome. We can. But in no, that group on that field on game three, I didn't see any of that. No, none of that. Oh, it was we're, terrible. We're folders. We're more like origami. Oh, uh, like you wouldn't blur a thousand paper cranes. We're that down the drain. Um, just, just, just mashed. And then in the drain, we melt. <laughs> um, but like it was, I think if anything, we should, probably should have not beaten Queensland by so much in that first game because then they might have retained a few of the players that were underperforming and not in form, like the Aiden Guerras or Nate Miles. And then we possibly could have beaten them in game two. The fact that we flogged them by so much that it forced this massive rechange and recalling like the likes of Billy Slater, someone who said that it was never going to be picked again. Um, so it was like we forced their hand into making a bold move and the bold move paid off. So it, we really fucked ourselves there. <laughs> we did. And the, the other thing that you know, irks me about it is, yes, Queensland did play phenomenally, but all that's going to do in the minds of New South Wales fans, selectors, coaches, whatever, they'll say, oh, New South Wales, uh, Queensland played great. We couldn't have done anything. Yes, Queensland played great, but we cannot forget how terribly our team played. It can't be just Queensland played great, you couldn't have beat it. Yeah, no, no our guys were not, you know, to a man. There was a few shining lights, but for the most part, the the team as a whole yeah. just collapsed and didn't do anything. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, oh, <laughs> let's go and thank you. And now we can move on to the even worse news of the Newcastle Knights uh, game against Brisbane. Actually, the game no, which actually buoyed my spirits. Yeah, look, I, I was. Uh, what's, I, I don't know what buoyed means. Good. Uh, but no, like a buoy. It Raise? raises it. You oh, know, a buoy floats in the water, sits atop the water. Oh, you mean a buoy? A buoy, <laughs> yes. Apologies. A buoy. <laughs> what is that's a joke of Sophie? Those aren't buoys. <laughs> the rabbi in the lifeboat. Breasts. He's grabbing the, the breast. Yeah, he's grabbing the breast. Um, yeah, Raquel Welsh and the Raquel rabbi. Raquel Welsh, in, that's and it. And the rabbi in the, in the lifeboat. Um, yeah, look, I was at the game. I was on the hill. Uh, I was. Uh, I got quite pissed as well. <laughs> so, but yes, I believe the Kent played a part in that. 
No, 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 no. Yeah, no, you went to the Ken afterwards. You no, told Hamilton me. Station. The Hamilton Station. Hamilton Station Hotel played a part in that. Yes. Well, yeah, but no, I was quite pissed when I was still at the game though. That was oh, the, course. Um, but uh, um, and even the the mid strength didn't hold me back. No, I was just very I was very excited to be there. I haven't really been able to get to as many games as I'd like to. Uh, and look, I, we were never not in that game, except for probably the last five minutes. Um, and it looks upsetting that Corbin Sims scored that last try. But like we were winning at halftime, but we looked we were holding them off at halftime. You know what I mean? Like they did score one try. I think it was twelve six at halftime. I don't but think then any- the classic brownie halftime speech. Yeah, no, 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 no. But it was like three three tries they ran in straight after halftime. Three tries in twelve minutes or something like that. But then then we fought back again and got it back to within a 22-24 point margin. Mm. So it was um. It was it was good. It was a good game, and for the fact that we're going to get the spoon this year, and Brisbane is going to be in the top four, um, I thought that was an excellent showing at home. And I think that's pretty much all the home crowd can expect. Like you know, we're not expecting wins against teams like Brisbane. Well, that's it. At the end of the game, I I was not overjoyed, but I was I was content. I was content. Yeah, I was happy. Yeah, I left. I, I was not expecting a win. I didn't get a win. But came close. I, I walked out of the stadium and there wasn't any like you know hoo-haring about like oh you guys suck or anything like that because everyone knows we suck. Like it was yeah. like it was like you're saying everything it's played that, out. You're saying the things that everyone knows. We're under manly cheating the salary cap now. But now you yeah. you got your hats off. <laughs> hats off this week for the Knights. Uh, I got to go to Barney. Barney's back. Oh, um, big old Barney. Massive, massive He's stats. Brilliant. His um, footwork was outstanding. Footwork well, at the line, drawing in defenders, and then playing to that front rower, usually one of the Safiti boys, just off his hip. That worked unbelievably well. well. What, yeah, what we're doing so well is a short passing game. And yes. Trent Hawkinson really just um, like amplified this. Like Trent has some great stats as well. But um, and all our stats uh, courtesy this week of our resident stat man, uh, Dennis Shipman. 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 Not to be confused with another profanity. Because um, <laughs> he's a lovely man, He's Dennis. a lovely fellow, Dennis. Thank you so much for the stats, Dennis. But, uh, yes. but like, you know, uh, Mitch Barnett, um, 44 tackles, 15 hit-ups. Like, that's a monstrous amount of work. And he made 25 of those tackles before half-time. So, he got in early and got a lot of work done. He was just all over. It was everything. Like, and you know, I think he made a couple of errors. But, like, he, he was making tackle breaks. I think he had four tackle breaks and, uh, and three offloads as but well. But the errors that I saw from Mitch Barnett weren't the old kind of Knights errors where we're under pressure, making an error that ruins us. It was, we're playing a bit of footy here. Yeah. We'll drop a ball occasionally, but... We're playing we're a different style and we're giving it our all. Yeah, no. Good hats off. Good hats off. What about you, Lamb? Oh, look, I got Lammy. Because obviously after last week, a, a young player like that, a confidence player, he's going to go one of two ways. He's going to fall in a heap and, you know, resign himself to the footnotes of a Wikipedia page. You know, he played a handful of games. Or he's going to come out, give a really, really reassuring performance. And Brock Lamb definitely did the latter. He came out, he, contro- he was controlled in his kicking game, particularly. Especially that kick for uh, for Wardle to put uh, one of the Metaudias over. I think they all got one. No, I think, I, I, think, I, think uh, I think it was Chanel again. Yeah, Brock Lamb's kicking game, especially, was just a really good summary of how he's bounced back from a bit of a howl last week. So I say hats off to the young bloke. Bloody good on him. Hats back on. Hats back, back on. Got to give it to Joe Wardle. Now, he trained most of the week in uh, the second row, I believe, but then yeah. due to the withdrawal of a certain winger, who we shall not name. What? I don't know Which who one? it was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was, I thought there was some sort of conspiracy. Like, no, no, oh, like, I just, couldn't, withdrawn I just couldn't remember which player it was. No, 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 it was one of the Matautias. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Peter, uh, Pete Matautia. Peter got concussed. Yeah, with the HIA, early. that was it. Very early. Very early. And yeah, we're hoping Pete's okay. But yeah, Wardle came on uh, into centre, which, you know, he wouldn't have trained for, but has played a bit this year. So I think he maybe could have adapted a bit better, made a few key errors, but then did uh, set up a beauty for... 
one of the further Matautias to score in the corner there off a kick. If you if you're never not thinking of a player that you're like, oh, I can't remember to do that, just say a Matautia. You might be right. Like <laughs> you've got a three out of seventeen chance this week. As those odds are good, I like them. Yeah, my my house back on uh, is probably Mickey Payer this week. Oh, just because he's like his stats, he didn't do anything. Like um, I'm not sure how much time he got on the field, but he only made eight tackles, and one hit up. So, um, man, yeah. I could really go a nice big bowl of paya now. <laughs> Mickey paya, there's some del- delicious yeah. takeout, if yeah. you will. <laughs> God, I wish there was a place that sold that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we can move on to this game this week uh, against the Roosters. Um, oh, sorry, what you, you're gesturing oh, to me, Let's Liam. talk about last week's game. We finally played a game worth talking about. Let's give it a quick chat, Maggie. Oh, the one, I thought we just did that. Oh, no, we just discussed the key points and oh, key okay. players. Right over, Look, right I think now, because I took notes, and uh, okay. this was the longest period that I've seen the Knights look in a sustained fashion like an NRL team. You know, early throughout the year, there was a lot of, oh, God, they're reserve graders, or they look like an NRL team, 15 yeah. minutes. They had at least 67 to 73 minutes of actually looking like they belong in the NRL, and that buoyed my spirits. It was wonderful, absolutely delightful. Now, the back three, I had some issues with. Brendan yeah. Elliott was great under the high ball. Ross was really good getting the set started and just being, you know, his usual energetic ball of insane hard work. That yeah. was great. But I think their positioning and uh, in defense, a few times the uh, kickers found the grass where Ross was poorly positioned and Elliott and Matadia hadn't worked around to cover where the fullback wasn't. Yeah, there was a little bit of like the ball just finding too much of the grass. Yeah, which I mean, the, with yeah. Nathan Ross, not an, exper- not an overly experienced fullback, and he will learn that. But mm. that was one of the weaknesses to work on for the game. But, uh, yeah, look, I still think Trent Hodkinson, while he was very much improved this week, still needs to grab by the horns. The game's close towards the end. And he didn't so much go missing, but just didn't have the the drive and the pull that you really need from your experienced players, I think. Hoggo still has a bit to do. I think I actually missed a whole lot of the game, too, because... Because just being those up, beer lines are long usually. No, 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 yeah, well that too. But uh, but like being on one end of the, I was right under the uh the, the screen, mm. and when it's up the other end of the field, you can't, you can't, see. You can't make out to see what's actually going Need on. Need some opera glasses, Nagy. Just some small. Yeah, ones. I'll give you my um opera glass guy number. Well, eventually, he's really good. <laughs> eventually, hopefully, we can get our own box. Like, you know, some, uh, maybe we can work or on some we can media bring passes. our own box. Just get a cardboard and just stand on it. Yeah, yeah. Just so we can see. I don't think it support us. No, not me. Not Most me. chairs don't support us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted. Now we can move on now to the Let's Roosters. Let's move on to the Roosters. We've got the Roosters. This oh, week. isn't this going to be a great game? Actually, well, is it? Yeah, SKD's no, return. Yeah, so this is SKD against his old club, which is interesting because usually when you see a mid-season transfer, they say like the only condition is when we play you, we don't want them to play. Which I'm gonna, I'm, I'm looking forward to. It's you know. Just when you thought you'd wash the undies enough, the skiddies return. The Roosters <laughs> can't get rid of him. I think he's going to have a huge game. But where do you play him? Now, it's his first game into the system. Well, the been... Knights' backs have been kind of chopped and changed around all, all year. He has been named. He's been named on the wing. Oh, thank God. I believe so. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> know. Yeah, is that where you're playing. But the Knights now also have just... had a really weird habit this year of naming someone on the wing or centre and then just swapping. Swapping them, yeah. Um, Which is odd. They're just kind of moving towards just a misc backline position. Yeah, look, even though that uh, apparently Ken Seo's uh, fit um, and Brendan Elliott's been moved to the extended bench, also Jack Cogger is named on the extended bench as well. Cog. Which is interesting. The first yeah. time in a long time that we've seen Jack Cogger even floating around. So he's 18th man. I don't know what's going on. Maybe um, either 
um, Brock Lamb or Hodko's carrying a bit of an injury. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not privy. I'm not privy to that kind no. of emotion. But look, uh, Chanel has been scoring. He's got two drives in two games. He's got another run. Uh, the starting lineup. He's actually there was a really interesting stat in the last like four years. He's only played eleven NRL games. He scored in seven of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, no, well, he, no, no, no. He's, he scored in seven of he them? He scored in seven of his 11 career NRL games over he, God knows how many years. Because he got a hat trick um, in like his fourth That's NRL game. a good game. strike rate. But then he barely played last year and he hasn't really played yeah. this year. But like, he's, like, well, this was only his second game this year and he only played one last year, I think. So. He's a great finisher. In attack, yeah, he's, he's a really, really good really finisher. Im- really impressed me. So that's it. I mean, of the wingers, Chanel and uh, Elliot, who do you drop? Because they seem to be both really improving. Elliot under the high ball's been insane. Oh, for some reason, I think in incredible. Attack, yeah, look, he's been really good. Um, but then again, like it, they're both good finishers. I think. Um, oh, maybe if you look at the high ball, you'd give you'd give Elliot, um, and then he can also go to fullback. But I think Chanel. I, I'd still go Chanel. I think he's just. A, I don't know. Him and Holko seem to have a good thing going. Mm. Um, and him and his other various brothers who all play on the same. Same edge. They've got, they've all, had a really good thing going on. All got great things going on. Yeah. So the uh, there's no um, Jake Friend for the Brewsters this week. Uh, he is out with a broken something. Um, but they have uh, Dylan Napper and Mitchell Pierce and Black Ooh. Ferguson, uh, and also Connor Watson to fullback because interesting. Yeah. Gordon's out injured, I believe. Gordon yes. is out injured. Go- uh, the Roosters actually did a Knights thing, uh, which is t- very typical of the Knights. They've re-signed an older player and they put a lot of trust in him and say, you've done well this season, mate. We're going to give you another year. We weren't going to do it, but we're going to give you another year. And in that moment, they get he very injured. He broke his hip. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they, they rolled him out and they said, oh, you've, had a, you've had a fall. His catheter was yanked out <laughs> mid-game. <laughs> That's a season ender. Yeah. I don't mind telling you, that is a season ender. But it's so that so yeah we got Connor Watson that we got our, our guy that we pretty much have signed I'm pretty sure he's agreed to terms and we've already got him on yeah, our three year deal I believe they've uh, they've started to do this thing of the nights I love nights marketing and they've got like these blurred out players and they keep revealing one now that we Mogger was we released know who today they all are. yeah I know everyone's like it was like we all have Facebook we know who yeah. these people are but it's like get ready for the next reveal and it's like and it's like one of them is clearly Herman S.A. because he's like bigger than the first guy which is Mogger <laughs> and then there's a white guy like he's the next uh, Herman S.A. that's definitely you, not Herman because it's blurred and you're just like well I'm pretty sure <laughs> and let's that's Sean Kenny Dowd and half the time you can see the number on their back <laughs> no, of their team jersey I like the I like the theatre of it is all. print media dying Maggie <laughs> <laughs> why is it dying with you know what? wonderful uh, investigative journalism and creativity like that are you saying no one reads my blog anymore <laughs> I'm, no I'm saying that no one read it to start with didn't you have a blog for a while I did yeah what was it called like uh, swearing at kids <laughs> no I had another one called uh, movies I haven't watched where I'd uh, take the cover of a movie that I've never seen and make up a plot for it um, the first one I did, I remember very vividly, was Stop or My Mum Will Shoot. Yeah. Uh, starring Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester yeah. Uh, which I, again, never seen the movie, uh, but from what I could deduce from the cover, uh, Sylvester Stallone is an undercover DEA agent. Yeah. And his mum's a massive heroin addict, so it's like... Okay. But, you know, he's supporting her because she's in immense pain. You know, she started getting hooked on the painkillers, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And so it's all about him trying to... Stop his mum running this cartel while still treating her like a mum, loving her. And and when they come in, he's like, stop, or my mum will shoot up. Heroin. Yeah, heroin. Like so sick. that was the first one. <laughs> um, there was only one more after that. And also, I think, oh, like, there's been two people that I know that I said, uh, when they go, oh, yeah, Liam. And I go, how do you know Liam? And they go, I only know him because he used to post on 
Um, BGO. Like, BGO, what was that? Like a hard, hard, I don't know. Yes, it was so a hardcore punk forum. Hardcore punk forum, yeah. And then people used to like, yeah, go, oh yeah, because he used to go to gigs. Right around the birth of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. That's wonderful. I, was, I love the internet. Yeah, I was still playing GTA at home during those times. Like. Oh, I was definitely playing GTA as well. <laughs> Uh, uh, we're covering we're covering huge ground here. Yeah, what? A, <laughs> where did we start this? I don't know. Um, um, all right, so roosters, yeah, roosters, roosters, roosters. Oh uh, yeah, roosters. They got a few um, players out. Probably yeah. not enough players out. They're probably going to win. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now, if you want to break down where Newcastle season is at, look, I can see a lot of um, similarities between Newcastle right now and the Red Army at the start of World War or the start of the Great Patriotic War, nineteen forty-one. Under-seasoned, underdone, getting rolled for a bit. But the, I, one of these days we're going to have a win. It's going to be like Stalingrad. Once we, we get that win, we knock them on their asses, heading backwards back to back to Berlin. The wins are going to start coming. Don't you agree, Nagy? We'll see you all in the second half of the pointy end. Liam's mail sack. Thank you for anyone who's stuck around for that. Welcome back to the second half of the Joust. Uh, we'll jump straight back in. Liam, um, we were discussing something earlier and I've forgotten it. What were you saying? Oh, yeah, of course. The new Knights recruits. Yes. Now, we- as of this week, it's kind of been revealed, which we all already knew. Tata Moga uh, yeah. and Connor Watson are all but confirmed to sign. Herman S.A. Herman S.A. Moga had a great game against the Knights, funnily enough, actually. He made a few errors, but his power running and such more than made up for it. Now... Nagy, for the pointy end, I'd like to discuss with you, if you would not uh, mind, where do these new players fit in? Specifically this week, I guess we'll talk Moga and Watson. Yeah. Because they're, you know, the ones that have been announced really this week. Where do they fit in in this Knights team next year? Well, you'd have to say uh, for Moga, um, Gagai goes, Moga's in. Walks straight. I think he got the points over Gagai. Yeah. They, that was actually a really good matchup. So I think Moga's going to be, yeah, like you said, really good switch for Gaga. Yeah, considering we've just lost a, our, our star center. Also, we've got to talk about this in a second, uh, about everyone saying that we should have done more to hold on to Gaga. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, uh, but, but yeah, you, that, that walks straight. That's a quick change. You know, you take a, an explosive running center and you, you lose him and you replace him with an explosive running center. Uh, from Brisbane as well, so they're both from Brisbane originally. Um, but the uh, very same city, the very same, one another. That's one another. The very that's same wild. position. In the very same position. Are they not the same person? Has anyone checked? No, no, no. They're very different. <laughs> okay, good. Now, uh, yeah, like we said, he couldn't see much from the hill. <laughs> they don't look alike at all. <laughs> now, Liam, um, Connor Watson. Yes. Where do you see Connor playing? Look, obviously, I think Connor's going to play in the halves. Mm. He he wanted to play fullback, which is one of the reasons he might have gone to the Tigers. But we've got the Pong. Pong, so yeah. that number one jersey is signed, sealed, delivered. It's taken. It, it, no one can have that for the next probably decade. That's that's gone. So then you've got to look somewhere in the halves. Obviously Levi's re-signed. Hooker's out for him. We go in the halves. Now I think you put him at five eighth. But then who to partner him at half? Trent well, Hodkinson would at the moment be kind of the leading contender. However, then you've got the maybe Maloney'll come. And then you've also got the development of Brock Lamb. If Brock Lamb can become a much more controlling, mature half by the end of the season, I think you've got a really good halves combination in Lamb and Watson, which is a kind of a franchise halves combination. You could build a whole side around for a decade. Yeah, the, so I think you put him at halfback with Brock Lamb at 5'8", or the vice versa. There's lots of talk about uh, where what's going to happen with Trent next year. Now, is he signed next year? Because he is signed next year, but... 
Yeah, that's right. It's got to be Super League got, for him. Because we got him at the beginning of last year, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, it's got to be the Super League. Yeah, so like, well, there's talks of Warrington Wolves because they've lost our very own Kirk Gidley. Wouldn't um, that be a funny replacement? Yeah, and they've just looked to to us again to replace. But also, as another old uh, Newcastle Knight of the realm, um, uh, Rick Tyron, Stone. No, Tyrone Roberts. The Giants. Yeah. Oh, no, you're talking about someone completely different. <laughs> yes. What about Tyrone? Tyrone Roberts. Is he coming is, back? No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, but we could probably make up a team of players that the Knights have let go, and then they're playing much, much better yeah, away. Yeah, I met Tyrone at the Crown Anchor once. He was a legend. Yeah, that's I think good. I told this story last week. I might Wouldn't that be a great team, though, of former Knights who sucked at the Knights? Who <laughs> sucked at the Knights to come back when they're much more informed. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Well, that was actually that was like the Tinkler era, like... Um, recruitment phase where we got like Anthony Quinn and Tamana Tahu and Cade Snowden all, all to come back and play Welcome home boys and uh, yeah to play even worse than they were when they left uh, Todd Larry even when got they signed. actually did play which was rare remember when Todd Larry got signed again and then it was like and then he was like oh, no I forgot about that but he yeah the, I don't think he ever played a game yeah. was, but then went on to coach the ISP side and he's doing quite well actually yeah no he's a good, good clubman good yeah but now I think look Watson you got to put him at 5'8 give him a good half inside him and I think developing the Watson um, Lamb connection would be great but then if we get Maloney as well, which, oh my God, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Do you go Maloney Watson? Yeah, well, you, well if you got Maloney, you have to put him in, obviously, one of the positions, uh, like, what I say? <laughs> being Heath's vague, you got to put him in one of them. One, one of, of them. One of the 13. Between one and 13, you give him a jersey. Just give him one of them. But um, but no, Connor Watson, you'd I, in my mind, he's a halfback. Like, he looks like a halfback. He's too, look, he's playing fullback this week for the Roosters, so it'd be interesting. He might put pressure on the Pong. Maybe we got the Pong to play up in the line at number six. Oh, look! A Darren Lockyer-esque move. This is and Moylan-esque move. Yeah, and Milford, and pretty much everyone. everyone Wayne else. Bennett's coached. They've all gone a five-eighth. So it's an interesting thing about like where you, where you know well, now we actually have a feast of talent that we can move around the park. Isn't like, it strange? Wondering, oh boy, I can. There's two people good at this position. Yeah, rather, I haven't had that in a while. Rather than there's just six people with ability in a team of seventeen. <laughs> But that in quite a while. But obviously, Herman SASA will just jump straight in the, into the props, probably for the place of Josh Starling. I can't imagine them going to re-sign Starling. Um, now, yeah, because I've heard some talk saying, look, he'll take one of the Safidi spots. No way. There is no way you drop the Safidis out of that side at all. They've been by far and away probably the two best performing forwards in that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, we've got two of them, which is great. That's you know, amazing. One, if one's injured, we've just For got the a, price of two. For the price of two, we, we have two. two. <laughs> That's quite something. Yeah, it's, but it, we save on um, mailing out uh, information because we can just mail it at the same address because they still live together. And um, clothes. They just share clothes. Yeah, look, look, look instead, they share a jersey. We can just, you know, when, when you used to be young, you'd play, <laughs> there would be enough jerseys. So you'd have to, like, when player come off, they'd give you the sweaty jersey. Oh, I remember, that, well, that was disgusting. Yeah, we can just do that. Like, we look, yeah. Imagine the amount we can save on laundry. Oh, like through the roof. Ten, tens of dollars. Tens of Absolutely. dollars. Absolutely. And look, when you are a club owned by the NRL in the financial dire straits we are, you scrabble for every penny. So I think, yeah, look, they made a very tactically sound choice. But now we digress. Back to the point, Ian Nagy. Yes. Next origin coach. Now, Laurie's contract's up. A lot of words saying he's not getting re-signed. I wouldn't re-sign him. I wouldn't either. Jesus. He, he look. He played his cards uh, by picking that same team and backing the players that he did. And look, there he saw some success. Like it was no no means like an easy series. Uh, we were the better team for for the first game and the first half of the second game, and they were the much better team for the other half. If you look at the um, the scores of all three, like it's just this like slant either way. Like, it's a sign curve. Yeah. What? Oh yes. A math curve thing yeah a it wasn't, wasn't big on math 
Um, wasn't big on education, really. <laughs> <laughs> I breeze through a lot. Uh, like you do the, breeze a lot. There's yeah, you're full of breezes. There's a, there's an air of me of just just sort of winging it enough to get through, and then not relying on that information and again. And if you winged it anymore in high school, Josh Dugan would be drinking on a rooftop. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was a breezer. The breezer being yeah, the, the breezer. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but but who? Huh? But who is the coach? Well, Andrew Johns uh, came out, which was interesting because Andrew Johns came out and said they didn't want to do it. But also, Andrew Johns, if you remember back to 2009... I don't remember back to last week. I think it was 2008 or 2009 when he was uh, an attacking coach, I think, for the Blues. uh, And then he got in trouble with Tawana who came out and said that he was making racial slurs against um, Greg Inglis. Yes, he was. Not a good look. No, and like it wasn't that long ago that Andrew Johns also was like passed out at an airport and asked a woman whether like what but was the, regarding the first thing. Well, can you remember the slur that he like or like the the slurs apparently he said to the I woman? Remember, but it was apparently, bad. apparently he made a comment about a woman, and then she said, "Oh, like I'm, I'm a married woman with two kids," and he's like, "Oh, I hope those cesareans." Like, <laughs> like this is the most vulgar. Like he's turned into a sixty-five-year-old man that's been retired for six years at the pub. Yeah, and just is just given up and like he's just oh darling, or like you know, like you know, like <laughs> just gives in you know undescribable guff to the barmaid. Yeah, and keeps winking at younger younger <laughs> blokes, going couple good sorts around it. Which also it kind of matches up with the first one too, because you got to remember, up until probably four or five years ago, the Blues didn't really pick players of uh, Indigenous or Pacific 100%. We were a very white team. We were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was really weird. Yeah, so when Joey came out and said that, I was like, Wait, who who, who did he say it to? There was uh, no one of no one of colour in the team. Yeah, well, Tamana's an Indigenous player and he took it. Took it. I didn't, oh, it was when, yeah, I, didn't, I forgot it was when he was in the team. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that was not a good sign. And people have long memories uh, oh, God, in these... Yeah. Um, in these camps so I think like I don't think he I think even though the people said they want him and everyone remembers you know Joey with very rose colored glasses he's a very unproven coach he's been like a support coach in a few NRL teams but I don't think he uh, is the kind of guy to steer the, the Blues to, to victory now then it was pushed on to Freddie do you think it was Brad Fittler I think he'd be great. He's been doing some really good things with the city side you know with um, some of the junior rep sides he's been coaching I think if you set up a good team Freddie is your head coach uh, you've got Danny Badiris has been doing really good things with the uh, age group state of origin team. I think the under 18s or 20s. Danny's someone that I'd like to see. Like, He'd be great. He looks like a professional. <laughs> like, Doesn't it? he? When Andrew John sort of looks like, as we discussed earlier. The unmade bed, as yeah. Warren HG used to call him. <laughs> yeah. Like, the unmade bed. He does look like an unmade bed. Yeah. Um, but... But like even Freddie is concerned. Like when Freddie was coaching the Roosters and was going on that dream run, then I think they had the camp. Oh, I want to say Coffs Harbour. Everything happens at Coffs Harbour. Oh, it's a shithole. Trust <laughs> me. Yeah, no. Having grown up right next to Coffs Harbour, you can confirm there's nothing to do except drugs and getting drunk and well, raping people while playing for the Bulldogs. Oh, Christ. Yeah, that's true. That's what happened there. Um, yeah. I'm not advocating that. That's just what happened. The what? Bulldogs. Oh, it's a fact. I think that's where the Sharks sexual assault case came from as well. really <laughs> it's just a terrible look if you're, heading, if you're heading up the pacific highway trying to explore the coastline just skip coffs harbour entirely tari's a nice stop tari's lovely sawtell only 10 minutes south of coffs beautiful beautiful yeah. little place but home uh, of uh clint Greenshields, former st george illawarra dragons player and north queensland 
Thank you for Sword that. Sawtell Panthers Jr. Sawtell Panthers Early Jr. blast from the past. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for more. Um, but like, I think Andrew Johns... Uh, yeah, oh, sorry, Brad Fittler. Uh, Brad Fittler? Bread. Bread. <laughs> Sourdough Fittler, they call him. Um, he uh, he had that thing where he also got very, very pissed with the boys. And uh, he was trying to get back into, like, they were staying in cabins. And he got disorientated and forgot which cabin he was. And he thought one of the guys had locked him out of his cabin. So he's, like, trying to slide the door open. He's banging on it. And there's his family in there. And it's, like, a, I think it's just Brad Fittler in his, like, in board shorts, like, shirtless, going... Let me in, you bastards. Let me in. <laughs> Look, Nagy, we have to be quite honest here, though. If you're going to pick an ex-NRL player to be your coach, they're going to have something like that in their background. <laughs> they all did it. Everyone, every single player, if you bring him up as a coach, oh, he's a former NRL player. Oh, he did something terrible. He did something terrible. Yeah, it's look, just, you know, you've got to, it's part and parcel of being a former player turned coach. Yeah, well, my, my vote's probably for, 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 for Danny. He seems like someone that would be a very good coach. Um, and just, yeah, an arrow professional. And he's never had a smear on his name. Probably, you know, he's done some under, under, undermining smear. Like, you know, I met him at the commie once, actually. I was yeah, pissed off my tits and I went up and <laughs> said, mate, thanks for 2001. Shook his hand. and Yeah. He well, broke into a big smile and said, oh, mate, it was, this was like, 15 years after as well. <laughs> He's got a handsome grin on him. So. Oh, he's got a gorgeous grin. Love Danny. Yeah, he'd be a great coach. And also maybe Jeff Toovey. Oh, for me, it's yeah, either Toovey or Freddie with Danny in third. Okay, that's cool. That's fair enough. All um, right. Now, what we just what did I pause before and said, we got to talk about that in a second? And um, I immediately forgot about that. I'm checking our run sheet. <laughs> we don't really have a run sheet. <laughs> I forgot. I think you were about to discuss we should definitely do a run sheet for next week. Yeah, we should really definitely get that done. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Well, well let's jump right. on it. Let's jump on it. Well, we got a lot to cover in the sack. In the, so. How's your sack looking this week, Liam? Oh, it's full again, Nagy. It's very full. <laughs> and it's sore after the beating it's taken over the last couple of days. It's sore. <laughs> proverbial oh, from, beating. No, from all the letters and messages. Yeah. Yeah, proverbial beating. Okay, first one. Now, this one I was actually posted on Origin Night, but we saved it. Yeah. Because it's more applicable to the Knights. So, yes. save it for the Joust. Good friend of ours. Good friend and uh, fellow podcaster, actually, Pugger from uh, the Pony Boys. Pony Boys, great. Yeah, if you like your, uh, if you like your gallops. Check out Pony Boys check on, out Pony Boys, on yeah. Facebook as well as, I think. And Bar TV. And Bar TV, they yeah. They do it. Uh, yeah, they record it. It's a far better production than ours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pugger asks, would Mullow have made a difference this to this season with Trent Hodkinson in the halves? And... There's a second part of the question. Do you think he was treated unfairly compared to more serious charges? The examples of which he gives are domestic violence and assault. Now, Nagy. Oh, we, we, we? Yeah, we saw like we covered like the Mullow story oh, with his yeah. mum and stuff. But, but um, do but, you like, think no, it would have made a difference to the season? Absolutely. Like if we can keep Mullow in the field, the end of Mullen was the end of Trent, and the single most, most unfortunate thing because even after we found out that Trent's knee was pretty cactus and. Um, and like we he wasn't, still had Muller. We still had Muller. Muller did all that kicking, and he was our creative kicker, uh, as well as he was our go-to fifth play exciting. All Trent had to do was to, to, excuse me, run the um, run the forwards, run the forwards one to three, like you know that second man play, that nice short passing game that he has, um, and we would have just had Muller instead of um, uh, Brock Lamb with more creative options because you know give Muller chance. When we had the ascendancy, he came up with some beautiful plays. Um, except his hamstrings kept going. <laughs> so, well, that's what I was thinking. You know, when, we wouldn't have had him. Like, we but wouldn't we, have even had if him. we had him, we <laughs> wouldn't have had him for more than about ten games. Yeah, which is, I think, then you've got to see it as part of that. You know, if you could get him for a full season, absolutely. You know, you'd uh, you would have picked him for this year. But the really the realistic point is, it wouldn't have been. Would you have got him for a whole season? He wouldn't have been dropped. Like you know, what I mean? it, it would have been like, like no. Trent. 
but like he cost Trent his career basically because I don't Whoa, think huge I, allegations here at the joust. Well, he did. He did like I you know, didn't really think about the question at all. So I'm <laughs> glad you've got some good insights. Like yeah, like, that's just my opinion. But oh, uh, I think it's it, a good opinion too. Yeah, like so. I like it. I think the most piss off. It's like person, I, it's like I read last week, Naggy. Well, I didn't read this. I said it. Yeah. Opinions are like assholes. I love hearing from them, <laughs> and they all smell great. <laughs> now, on to the next question. Enough with the anuses, Naggy. Oh, speaking of. Uh, now, next question comes from our dear friend and avid listener of the show, Timmy Regitano. Yes. Um, if you don't know Tim, you can actually find him on Grinder. Grinder, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, Tim asks, at the end of the Broncos game on the weekend, right after the Broncos scored their last try, a fan... He says, maybe a lovely lad. Started tearing into the team. Brendan Elliott took the most of it, but it was pretty heavy. Some of the things, I won't say the word Tim said, that he was saying. They could hear him. They looked shattered. Some fans called... Jesus, Tim. It's a novel, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some fans called him a wanker and whatnot, but not many. What are your thoughts about this? Is it justified and part of being a sportsman? Or is the dude just a word I shan't mention to the... Uh, Actually, just is he just a cunt and doesn't represent the feeling amongst the fans? <laughs> yeah, look, like he represents the feeling that it's of some of the fans. You could say that, like you know, and but like most people that watched that game, uh, like you and I, were were reasonably happy with the with the, with the night's performance. We were unlucky lucky not to stay in it right to the end. But then again, we haven't been able to close out games. So this guy is probably paying for a membership. He's probably very very annoyed that he keeps going to these games and keeps seeing his team get team lose, and he's taking it out on the team itself. But at the same time. Um, like what's that achieving? You know exactly, I mean? it's the reason why you know the various nights Facebook pages that I keep up with, you know, have developed a stomach ulcer for me because yeah. yeah. you know the things that some people say. It's like no, don't say that. Don't you know? There's such so many knee jerk reactions which you then can't take back. He can't go to Brendan Ely and say, "Sorry, mate, didn't mean to say you were useless." Blah blah blah. I, th- I think this goes goes onto a very good point of what like if you look at someone like Brendan Elliott, um, Josh Starling, Sam Matatora who's just recently retired and retired uh, due to mental health issues. He um, did. Now, it's, this is like, we, we all talk from fans as if we're on the forefront of this and like, you know, we might have been supporting this team for, for, for 10 or so years or whatever the case or, you know, since they started. I always get these teams, I've supported them since they started. I was like, you fucking didn't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you supported them probably around 97. It's like every, yeah, every South supporter living in Newtown is like, oh, I was there when they were first, yeah, in 1908, really? yeah. yeah. I marched <sighs> on the streets in 2002. So no, you weren't. They were shit then, and you were in the pub. Like you know what I mean. Like no, most of them were in primary school. Yeah, like you know. But it's just that that thing of like oh, I was there at the beginning. Might feel that way, but you weren't. And it's, it's like a Christian saying, "Man, I I just love Christianity." You know, I was telling JC two thousand years ago, it was great. It was great stuff, man. Put it in a book. Keep it up. <laughs> Long story short, South fans, you're idiots. Yes, no, but like you got to think Sorry, about these. You got to think about these players, the players that are like actually playing through these this this period. That's now three years of spoon, and it's so, to, for a lot of them, except a few of them, they're the nice players. That sold the end of their career. That they've they've either chosen to come here or they've they've come here and um, they've just seen no success, and they're not going to be re-signed by another NRL club. Now, this is something that a game that they've been playing. Like Matator is like twenty-seven years old. Yeah, he's not a very old man, you know. He's retiring young, which is a damn shame. Well, it's showing like the effect it's having on the players. Like we all say, like oh, the fans are so like you got to do more for the fans. Like, look, imagine being in this side. This is your job, and you're not very good at it, and you're about to be told that you can't do it anymore. And this is everything that you've trained for your entire life. This is having a massive mental effect. So if you're on the sidelines and you're shouting out to like Brendan Elliott, someone who's probably not going to be signed next year, saying, oh, you're a wanker. It's like, 
It's like, mate, he feels already as low as he can. And the only thing that's probably saving him each week is the people coming out and cheering for him. And then you got this, like, you know, you're, like the the fair weather fans coming out and just like, yeah, like the, <clears> the <throat> thing I came up with, the fair weather fans, yeah, <laughs> um, just coming out and just like shitting on them. And it's like probably what? a consumer of Bundaberg rum. Oh, I just like, what? I don't see what he's getting from it. You know what I mean? Like, I can see like he's venting and like, but it's just like you've got to think of these players' well-being. In the end, like, these players are going to be put out in there on their ass and probably with very little other skills to rely on. And it's like, oh, well, they, they got paid lots of money. It's like, well, yeah, look, they did. But, like, imagine you put yourself in your career if you, like, you know, trained your whole life because you really wanted to be an accountant and then you were told for the firm that you're doing, that you know, that you worked at, that you're 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 the worst firm in the in you know in the state, and you also you yourself aren't a very good accountant, um, and you're not going to be uh, signed by the other branches. You got to find something else to do. Nagy, be- I'm with you 100. percent Be frustrated with the team. Be angry with the team. But think of a creative or constructive reason as to why you're upset and how the club are going around fixing it. Yeah. Don't just say some player dropped the ball. He's a fuckhead. He never should have been born. Yeah. Do that any- is stupid and does not solve a thing. Doesn't solve a thing. It doesn't solve a thing. Yes, no, that's a good question though, Tim. Good question. Thanks, Tim. Now, Scotty Hughes, chef at work, dear friend of mine, asks, why don't the so-called cheerleader girls do more cheerleading? He's not an expert, so he says, but uh, I beg to differ. But a pyramid of pretty girls is a good thing. Now, I remember when I was in, 2000, I was in 2005, I was just, uh, just a young whippersnapper, and uh, I was up on the hill with <laughs> some night supporters watching the game, and... Um, we also got this. We weren't having a very good year, and there was this guy that was sitting. That could be ju- so many years. No, no, it was two thousand five. We got the spoon <laughs> there, but anyway, like anyway, he was there, and it was like, and then <laughs> he's sitting next to us. He's probably like I don't know forty five. You had a like a brim hat on and like sunglasses. Anyway, then the cheer girls came out, and he lifted. Uh, he pulled out a camcorder because two thousand five. No one had like iPhones or anything, or like you know anything. <laughs> pulled out a camcorder, a camcorder, cam, cam Cameron cam, Corder, Cameron Corder. And just then, like Boyd's was, younger brother, was heavy on the Zoom and just like <laughs> watched, watched these cheer girls dance and sort of like as the music was playing, like we sort of like sort of bounced along with it, like just like you know like <laughs> like listening, like really getting into it. And I was like, oh, because you know it's the start of the game. I'm like, this guy must record every game. What a great fan! And then the cheer girls went off, and he put the camcorder in his bag, and he never saw it again. That same man was later arrested for selling bootleg VHSs at uh, Jasmine Bylo. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, if I was a cheer girl, I'll do as minimal as possible too, because there there are some shifty characters out also, there. Also, to be fair, those nights cheer girls don't have a lot to cheer for, so you know they're pretty safe, I think. Yeah, they're pretty safe. Is that enough? Have you got anything else on the sack lane? We're running a bit short on time. Uh, we'll, no, we'll, yeah, we'll, pick it, we'll pick it up next week. Yeah, no, we've pretty well covered the sack. We've yeah. got a bit of an off-topic question. We'll cover uh, it next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll, cover it next we'll throw it in next week. Now, Big Dog Pod, we'll cover your question next week. Don't worry about it. Yes. Sorry, sorry Millis. Um, <laughs> now, Liam. Oh, uh, yes, Naggy. When we're not podcasting and, you know, chatting about the nights, yes. you're digging around in old books, aren't you? Among old, other things. <laughs> old old magazines. No, old Musty books. Musty old claptraps. <laughs> yes, and just digging up things from uh, the, the, you know, from another... Antiquity. Yes. Of like antiques. That's where the yeah, yeah. That's where the, that's word, where the word comes from. from. Oh, yeah, from okay. antiquity. Oh, gotcha. 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 Or Never maybe the word antiquity came from antiques. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to... Look it up <laughs> later. Like Look I it do. up as you like to do. And this is a segment we all love doing because it's a bit of a blast. 
from the past. Nice. So, so uh, Liam, who have we got for this this week's blast from the Maggie's past? Maggie's reached well back into the annals of time, and yeah. he's pulled out for me David Siege. David Siege. David Siege. Siege. He didn't play too much for the Knights, but he was act- he actually had a really good strike rate. He Came was, uh, in in 2005. 2005. Four, but sorry. didn't play to 05. Yes, didn't play to 05 for, uh, for Robbie O'Davis. Yes. Um, yeah, sorry. Ended up one. getting a few caps, though. 05, 06, he played 16 games. He um, scored five tries, but uh, yeah, like a lot of Newcastle fans, was a, players rather, was a Queenslander. Mm. But he had a very interesting style at CG. He would... Uh, you how, know, would he, he, how would he play? He'd, he'd approach an opponent and... You know, he'd just kind of bombard them from afar and then he'd, he'd starve them out and, you know, they'd be barricaded into the place where they are. So, and uh, So he sort of, sort of just really bunkered down a bit. And then yeah, he would make them hunker down and then attack them from afar. And, like, you, you ended up with, you know, he'd be out on the field for days yeah. with an opponent. All the other players have gone home, but he's just got this one opponent in his sights and he's throwing rocks at him and... You know, denying his food source and flaming arrows. Yeah, fam- he, he had a few really famous games. He played. Uh, where, where did uh, where were the siege where best siege years? Leningrad was one. Leningrad. Troy, 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 great siege, great siege, moment. great, great siege moment, <laughs> great David siege moment. Yeah, there, there was one in uh, Moscow as well, I think. Yeah, but yeah, no. Look, there was a. We, look, he played all over the world. He did, and you know, and all throughout history as well. That so. style really carried through for all throughout history. Oh, absolutely! What, yeah. a, what a remarkable, what a remarkable man, and what a remarkable time, and what a remarkable Knights player. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> that we had David Siege. What a great blast from the past! Thank you so much, Liam, for looking that up for me, and thank you all of you for listening to another week of nonsense uh, from here at the Just. Uh, please keep an eye on us for uh, at SoundCloud and as well as iTunes and uh, our all the twi- pipes, all the social pipes, and as well as that Twitter handle we've done nothing with. But this we'll, week we'll use it one week. Yeah. This week, yeah, please tweet us. Is that what people do? Tweet yep, people? Yep. Do they tweet, tweet other people? Them. Oh, see, I don't have Instagram. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm very good at Twitter. Yeah, well, let, keep an eye out for Liam. Spruiking nonsense very late at night. My uh, personal handle, for those who don't want to go on the jazz, at Wolf Singlet. Wolf Singlet. Christ. But that's enough of that. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Jazzers. We'll catch you next week.